0: adventures, And welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus.
1: And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Hi, Liz. Yo. How's it going? Uh, it's, it's going good.
0: It's the weather's good. really
1: nice today. I screwed up with my sinuses way too hard.
0: Yeah, but like, since I live in a barrel, as we've previously established, it was nice to like, I could take the lid off of the barrel no it it was like there was like a nice breeze i use that barrel for what
1: for things that don't involve you being inside of them
0: but but where am i gonna where am i gonna live
1: go go live in a tree go
0: there aren't any trees
1: what do you mean there aren't any trees? There's there are plenty aren't any, of trees. There aren't
0: any trees in our anachronistic fantasy uh, town. With what this the hell do I use to make coal then? Uh, Fantasy coal. What?
1: Then go find a fantasy tree. I mean, there's tree. fantasy
0: trees. Go the- you didn't say that. You didn't ask about fantasy trees. You asked about trees. There are no trees, but there are fantasy trees. The problem with fantasy trees is, though, is I can't climb them. I am not athletic.
1: I'm going to go and throw you over into that fantasy thorn bush.
0: Please don't. About
1: two seconds.
0: No. How about instead of doing that, um, you tell me about the sword that we're going to talk about today.
1: All right. Bye. It's okay. I'll throw you in the bush later. That's okay. (laughs) Today, we'll be talking about two-handed
0: broadswords. So, yeah, the reason... I I initially suggested we do uh, because I just, A, like the word... And B, uh, just you know, it's it's fun. It's German. They're comically large. Uh, in fact, I would say they're they're so large that you might need you know, much like this topic, it was uh, it was so large that we we needed both hands to really get a hold of it. So we're starting with the more general uh, two-handed broadsword first.
1: You remember that bush? Yeah, I'm chalking into it chucking you into it right now as i go on cool <laughs> uh german two-handed sword was primarily used uh in the late medieval and renaissance eras and evolved from the long sword more so than the broad sword again typically has a wide blade but its most notable feature is actually the size it's actually tends to be around six feet long so like This sword is about the height of my brother, which is really weird to think about because he's a tree. My brother is a tree.
0: Yeah, I was going to say my brother is also very tall, and so that's the same, probably the same height as him. But I was also, my initial uh, comment was be like, that's the height of me with like a large pumpkin on my head. I don't know why that was my initial thought, but. I I don't know why that was either. (laughs) I don't know. It's the holiday season, I guess is the season to
1: be a pumpkin so you can wield a giant sword. Imagine, like, a typical broadsword, which is, like, normally somewhere around the three-foot
0: range. Okay. This thing is, like, twice the size. That's uh, three times two is six.
1: <laughs> exactly. Math. I am I am good at word stuff mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But you would think that being twice the size it would weigh a crazy amount yeah like how much do you think one of these swords would weigh
0: i have the the notes i have the notes open so i um i i can't tell you i already so
1: how dare you how dare you already okay well you people out there what do you think you're wrong (laughs) you're so off they were actually around five to ten pounds on like the myth of them being some crazy he-man sword of 20 pounds or more which is ridiculous
0: because how? No, just see how? that's interesting because I think of like I've watched a lot of like if, if I have one core competency it's watching videos and just absorbing knowledge and I've watched a lot of videos of like people making swords and stuff um, and I feel like whenever they make any sort of huge comically large sword, there's always this point of, like, this thing is really heavy and wouldn't have been used practically. So how is it, like, um... How could you make something so large, I guess, and have it weigh so little? It's still thin. A lot of the
1: comically large swords are a lot thicker, but Mm -hmm. these are still the same thickness as a typical sword would be. They're also still thin. Um, or... Narrow, I should say. You would think that, well, if they're more narrow like that, they're just going to be super wibble wobbly and,
0: Yeah, like a sheet of aluminum.
1: Yeah, and you're not going to have a lot of control. But around this time, a lot of these swords were actually taking on um, a new method. Like the metal was being made differently. They used a forging technique, um, which was actually created by the Vikings around 1 AD, as crazy as it is. Um, and it was sweet
0: jesus was born here's a cool sword exactly gold and, um, frankincense myrrh this sweet forging technique exactly and death Aww.
1: but pattern welding um was actually involved taking several strips and basically overlapping them and twisting them together and then you get you heat them red hot and then Forge them out so that you're basically forcing a weld between the pieces of steel, which gives you a texture and a different design. Um, gives you kind of a wave pattern, like a lot of Japanese swords have.
0: Is this the same thing as uh, Damascus steel?
1: No. Okay, because I always
0: thought that, like, when you see those cool wavy swords, like that, the, like the swords themselves weren't wavy, but like the metal inside of them. I, like, I always thought, like, they'd be like, we're using Damascus steel. But, well, like, is a, that a similar, is it, like, a similar, like, layers of a material sort of approach?
1: It's a similar technique. Uh, with Damascus, you actually have uh, sheets layered on top of each other and you fold them. Okay. It's very much a folding-inspired thing. Okay. This is, this technique. Twisting. Actually, yeah, twisting and, like, layering strips instead of, like long like heavier ingots
0: oh okay okay
1: doing this and using this method um allowed them to be lightweight but also really strong and flexible because it has this mix of different types of steels into it which again allowed for the flexibility but also um very unique designs Uh, depending on how things were laid out and how it was twisted and formed, um, you could get very intricate, tight patterns throughout the blade.
0: So because these swords were like double the length of of a typical broadsword, how would that change how it was used um, in both normal wearing and and battle?
1: Okay, so typically um, a normal broadsword would be worn off on off on the side of your hip. It would have a sheath and would just be easier access. But because of the massive size of this sword, it was actually worn on your back. So, you know, like your in your Cheesy moves and your Vigi games and all that, where the sword's on the back, that was probably like one of the only swords that needed to be placed on your back because trying to put a six foot sword onto your <laughs> hip Really won't work well unless you just <laughs> want to leave like a nice trail.
0: Yeah, but or maybe if you were like riding a horse.
1: Yeah, the the horse might not appreciate a being very stabbed repeatedly.
0: That's true.
1: Because <laughs> it's just like gallop ow, gallop ow, gallop. There goes my leg. But as for your other question, yeah, um, their usage was actually a rather a rather different one. Um, Germans and the Swiss actually had um, a group of specific soldiers, which I could never pronounce their name. So I'm not even gonna try. Lunch snacks? Yeah, that sounds close. Yeah. Because I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and butcher this beautiful language with my terrible talking abilities. I could barely speak English as is. I'll teach uh, you German one day. One day. I tried learning Spanish, and I don't know what happened to that. It's okay. Went out the
0: window. Like most things. I barely retain any German, so. These swords
1: were actually used to take out halberts and spears and other long-range weapons like that.
0: Okay, it says here that these soldiers who used these swords received double pay. Yeah. Like... Okay, A, that's ridiculous. Like, what, were you paid by the length? Like, you're paid by the length of sword you use. I of can imagine some dude coming in one day with, like, an 18 foot sword. And he's like, what, yeah, so, uh, four times the pay, yo. And then he would die because he's basically carrying around a pike and trying to stab people with it. Like, that makes no sense. <clears throat> Well, but also, just this idea of, like, like, okay, if, if double the sword length doubles your pay, what does two swords do? It, mm-hmm. it just
1: it just makes you susceptible to being hit from a long distance. Because but do you there's get no paid way- more?
0: But do you get paid more? It's, it's a not, not gonna matter
1: if you're dead.
0: It's a living! <sighs> It's, a medieval, it's a medieval Europe. You're not living very long anyway. Carry two swords in the battle. Get more money. Buy that sweet tankard you saw in the market the other day. <laughs> Live like you're dying because you are. <laughs> the Black Plague could come any time. I don't know. Can I please get a shirt that says that? Live, <laughs> Live like, like you're, you're dying, dying because, because you are. You are.
1: <laughs> for a while there, for I believe it was two centuries. Yes, from the 14th and 16th century. Um, these were actually used in battle, but um, as time went on, they began to realize that it really had an effect on the battle strategy. So picture this. Your frontline is basically these people who have these huge two-handed swords. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And they're the ones going at the guys that have these huge pole arms, and they're just like, yes, I'm gonna, I'm just going to demolish
0: you. Yeah.
1: But you have the people behind who, you know, have a broadsword or smaller weapons. Right. And so you have these guys charging with these huge swords, trying to maneuver and take people out. And it takes, I mean, it takes a while. It's it's a slower process with these huge things Mm -hmm. because it's an awkward thing to kind of use. So the people behind them with these tinier swords are just kind of like, Oh god, we're like up our friend's butts here trying to like fight and move forward and yeah, we they're, can't. And they're
0: basically sitting ducks too cuz it's yeah. like you can't move past the people with the big swords cuz what if people with the big, what if the people with the big swords hit you then exactly. you're screwed and Pretty what much. if the people with the big spears <laughs> hit you then you're screwed and just regardless you're kind of boned.
1: Yeah, at that point you really are just boned because everybody's clustered together and nobody can really swing anything and it's just this awkward close combat where no one can really do much but they're trying anyways and just not really knowing what they're hitting because it's just like well i'm gonna put my sword back oh god there goes jimmy and just keep going (laughs) (laughs) jimmy no
0: he was such a brave soul
1: he was He had so much
0: promise.
1: He said one day that he would come home so he could bring the medicine home for his
0: mother. Oh no! Don't make me care about Jimmy! Because Jimmy
1: died. Jimmy got impaled by a
0: a massive sword to, (laughs) like, as tall as him. Exactly. That's a pretty metal way to go, though. I mean, probably also very painful. And also metal because it's made of metal. But, uh, not ideal. No. And not ideal in battle, because you don't want the majority of your casualties to come from your other, like, soldiers.
1: <laughs> yeah, coming from your friends, basically, right. and your allies. Friendly, friendly <laughs>
0: fire, except it's friendly sword. Exactly. Friendly sword to the face. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know... <laughs> Don't stab your friends. It's like an after, it's an after if, if moral if, of the
1: story. Don't stab your friends.
0: If if the medieval and Renaissance time had a uh, had after school specials, there would be one about you know friends don't let friends wield two handed swords and stab their friends in the face accidentally.
1: I don't know why, but I just envisioned like the Sonic the
0: Hedgehog.
1: Sonic ones. says.
0: Yes, yeah, Sonic says. Yep. Sonic says, don't stab your friends with swords. Sonic, Sonic says, practice proper sword <laughs> safety. And that's no good. So basically what it sounds like to me is that there was a period of, uh, give or take 200 years, where parts of Europe thought, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if we took this normal sword and doubled it? And wouldn't that be awesome? And then finally someone was like, hey, this actually kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, there was a point where people were just like, okay, take that back. Like, it looks super cool, but no. N- n- guys, nah, we're gonna guys, have to-
0: guys, I think we screwed this one up. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you're making another huge sword and I know you're going to make that one like, like 15 feet long. Yeah, that's not going to work. You yeah, know, put the put the hammer down, Dave. All right, cool. Like, I think we could cut it up. We could make like three normal swords with that. All right, awesome. Or, or just, cool you know, thing.
1: make make the fence to keep out the bard. Yeah. Because, you know.
0: Wait, I'm the bard. Shoot. So basically what it sounds like you're saying is as cool as they looked, they were not as cool to actually use.
1: No. And actually after, um, towards, I believe the 16th century, when they were starting to be phased out, they were actually replaced with a pike. Um, and these swords were outlawed from the battlefield. Whoa. Probably because of the fact that, A, it was causing so much buildup when they were trying to move forward, and B, I mean, it's safe to assume that there were probably some accidents Mm -hmm. that weren't meant to happen. Right. Uh, So it was actually outlawed, but still ceremonially used like most swords are. Mm -hmm. They tend to just develop into... Some ceremonial purpose at some point. Because people still like
0: them, so... They still look cool. Like, that's the thing. They look cool. So basically, instead of making a sword, they just ended up developing a very elaborate fashion statement. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's good for them.
1: Yeah. How about we discuss some of
0: the myths? I like myths. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I had.
1: (laughs) That was just so matter-of-fact. I like Myths. (laughs) yay (laughs) as you may have heard in regards to some of these really large swords or seen in movies even um a lot of people thought that okay these swords have to be huge so they can cut through armor and you're sitting there and you think about it for a minute it's just like there's there's no way that doesn't make any sense to try to use to try to use a thinner piece of steel to pierce through just
0: sheets of steel like how, no, how do you yeah. how do no i would have I, I would think like blunt uh, like a mace precisely you you want to crush it
1: so then that way it causes you wanna do some bludgeoning
0: like, damage exactly
1: because you can't cut through steel with steel that's not how it works i mean eventually like if if you like friction and stuff for forever but do you do you really want to do you really want to do that
0: That would be a very long battle. Be like, hey, okay, can you just stand there for a really long time? I have this sword and I am going to cut through your armor, but it's going to take um, until eternity. So let's just, let's just commit to this now. And hey, do you also want to get married? Because, you know, we might as well.
1: Yeah. Or better yet, this is just used during the skeleton wars.
0: Hey. This this is just the method. So remember. Is that why this? everyone was buried with cool swords? It's like everyone was preparing for the future skeleton wars. We don't do that anymore. And I feel like we should reinstate that tradition of just burying people with cool swords. Cause like all the cool people from like the Renaissance era are gonna and the medieval era are gonna wake up and be like, Sweet, I'm totally prepared and all of us, you know, twenty first century people are going to be like, I have a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> so because these swords weren't able to pierce through armor, they were actually used to get at joints because you couldn't completely cover yourself in steel armor. Right. There's, you're, there's just, it, you would be a tin used, can.
0: Yeah, they were basically used to find the weak point, like to get through into the weak points. Probably like most swords of that time, you know.
1: Yes, because it could pierce through chain mail, which... Um, People typically used under their plated armor mm-hmm. and because they're just made with jump rings you can pierce through that um with very little issue especially if you have a sword and you're thrusting it like that is what um those swords are made to
0: do yeah you're wearing a metal shirt exactly
1: and then there's also the myth that these swords are strictly medieval swords like they only existed in the medieval era mm-hmm. but they actually um existed in the renaissance time more than anything
0: oh okay yeah that's interesting because i think i typically th- you typically see the sort of two-handed sword portrayed in i think of things like game of thrones which is very like medieval Europe based ish um and and like that sort of that sort of look is very iconic to those types of media. So that's interesting to hear, because you think of I don't know you think of you don't think of Renaissance as a time where we actively made new swords. You think of the Renaissance yeah. as a time where we just painted a lot.
1: Exactly, which is kind of an odd thing to think about um, in that regards, because
0: there is just such a
1: tight association mm-hmm. with that.
0: Wait, it says here that you wrote down that yeah. they were even employed in some duels? Oh,
1: yes. Um, though it was more like a jousting sort of thing because, okay. uh, I mean, it was still like a close combat thing. It, they weren't like on horseback or anything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But because of the length and because of the fact that it was extremely difficult to wield a lot of them were just like a lot of the style for the fighting is based off of large like swinging motions okay um so a lot of it was you would try to like land a hit dodge it try to land another hit dodge theirs and it was this elegant dance of kind of going back and forth because you didn't have it wasn't quite light enough for you to be Uh, have a little bit more finesse with it Mm -hmm. and more control. Uh, Though some people who were basically buff trees were able to have that control because to them it was more of a puny thing because they're trees.
0: Right. Well, and also I would think, like physically speaking, if you're taller, your, uh, your center of gravity is different. So it makes it easier for you to wield a larger weapon because like, like, because basically I think probably the main concern with, with wielding this sort of thing is depending on where your center of gravity is, um, the momentum of you swinging the sword could probably potentially topple you, like, because it's so unwieldy, uh, but probably if you're taller, it... It's not as much of an issue. I'm sure you still had to learn how to wield it correctly, but it probably wasn't as um, as much of a problem.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that's a valid point. I hadn't actually considered that, but that does make sense. So typically, when a sword is made for a person, you try to do your best to make it an extension of themselves or mm-hmm. th- of them. So uh, a good rule of thumb is to have it be the
0: length of your arm. Okay. Uh so it's kind of So you got one normal arm and one super long arm that can well, stab people. Well actually it's it's funny cuz like you also mentioned in the notes that like uh some suits of armor basically had little little places where you could put the sword because it was so long like that thing of like these swords being unwieldy to use that they would actually like these suits of armors basically had a kickstand for your sword oh
1: yes like Um, let me here
0: uh, let me strap my ipod to my arm but instead of that it's like let me uh let me put my my sword on my little sword kickstand that's been welded into my armor
1: exactly we actually saw that well i don't know if you saw but when we were in chicago yeah no
0: I, i was gonna say i remember seeing that on on um some of the suits of armor in the armor court.
1: Yeah, though typically those were reserved for uh, more like halberds and spears and such. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, they eventually... Well, because
0: it was for like jousting, that sort of thing.
1: Yes. Um, and obviously these were used, they weren't used like while you were running. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when you were on horseback and where you yourself were a little bit more stationary, like you were more still, Yeah. and the horse was moving you and guiding you. Uh, because you could, you would have a better grip on it at that point, and you can just go right through people like it's nothing.
0: Right. You're less worried about hefting the weight of it, and you can just focus on, like, steering your horse and aiming.
1: Yes, which also leads to um, this little fun fact that I picked up. Mm-hmm. A lot of these swords, when used on horseback, were actually used to lop off other horses limbs no <laughs> to take them down no um and then oh
0: god no. like the people
1: behind like you know how we were talking about your lineup yeah um, for, on the battlefield the yeah. people behind with the smaller swords would finish them off
0: oh no yeah horses so no but Mine, it's there's okay. so much horse violence in this episode
1: but but it's okay because the horse got better
0: uh, no you can't get better from losing <laughs> limbs it got better. No!
1: It, it got a kick-ass prosthetic. It's fine. <laughs> it got better.
0: In the future, we we just... Every, there's rocket horses, and they're fine. That's how rocket horses were born, everybody who's listening exactly. in the 22nd century. So Wait, We're only going to go to the 22nd century with rocket horses? <laughs> I don't know. It could be... I, I have high hopes for the future. Okay. We can't get hoverboards right, but I bet we can get rocket horses down mm. in the next, you know, 100 or... Uh, Eighty some years. Do you want to give your Do you want to give your blacksmith's advice? Sure. Um, here's for here's some advice from your local blacksmith.
1: Um, so this is a fun story, uh, and I'm sorry, Dan, <laughs> in advance for telling this story. Me and my friend Dan um, were forging. He was helping me out because he wants to learn how to forge. I was like, all right, cool. Since I'm working on this uh, larger sword. I had to have another person hold it for me while I was hammering. And while he was actually playing around and I was taking a break, uh, he was trying to hold a hot piece of steel in the tongs, which, to be completely fair, they're horribly awkward to get used to when you first use them. They're just very difficult to keep hold of things, to keep your one hand tight while you're going at it with a hammer. and. uh it's, it's fun to see how quickly, you know, like when you drop a hot piece of steel on onto the ground, how quickly a carpet can catch on fire. Oh, God. Because <laughs> um, we have a tiny rug in my garage for, I don't know why. I don't know why it's there. Why do we have a rug in our garage? I'll never know. But... We kind of don't anymore.
0: Wa- Sometimes your garage wants to feel nice, but now it won't because the rug's gone now, isn't it, Liz? Well, it's got a nice burn mark in it. And I mean, the
1: undersides of my shoes are a little melted. But it was fun. Like, it was cool to see you just go... <laughs> you're a bad... You're... Look, my mom thinks it was my stepdad, so everything's cool. And it's gonna stay that way. Kids,
0: you're <laughs> listening to this. Don't do what Liz does. No, don't. Just don't. Do, don't uh, take any of her. Well, I mean, take her advice. In which case, the in in which case the advice is, don't do that thing.
1: Exactly, don't do that thing. Um, <sighs> actually, kids, don't do what I do unless you have an actual adult. I'm not an actual adult. I'm actually just a child in an adult body. That's true. So, don't don't but but follow your dreams exactly follow
0: your dreams don't let your dreams be dreams uh so that's gonna do it for us this week uh i would like to thank samantha hogan for our intro and outro music you can find her on twitter at s hogan underscore composer or on the interwebs otherwares at samanthahogan.com you can find us on twitter uh, at Audio Armory Cast, and you can also find us personally on Twitter. I am at Corrupted Gem, and Liz is at LizBeltz. That's L I Z Z B E L T Z. And also, we have an email, so if you want to email us with uh, comments or suggestions or corrections, um, please be nice. Uh, you can do that at, at Audio Armory Cast at gmail.com. Um, I would also like to thank, uh, at K of Thrones on Twitter for tweeting about the show. And so they, they said some very nice things and I appreciate that. We both appreciate that. It was very nice.
1: Oh, that was cool. I'll have to look for it. I didn't know we got a nice tweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 uh, peek behind the curtain, I manage the Twitter, so, like, like yeah, I'm the one am... who sees all the good social media things. Uh, So if if you see, if you see anyone liking your tweet, it's me. Um, And I also manage the email. So
1: yeah, I am. I am a
0: hobo. I'm I'm really bad at
1: technology.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the tech one here. That's why I'm the bard. I'm like a technomancer bard. Um, So um, until next time I have been and always will be your local and illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus.
1: And I'll be your local blacksmith and person who sets your carpet on fire, Liz Belts.
0: And as always, don't
1: throw rocks at birds. Don't do it. Also, don't lop off limbs of horses.
0: Don't do that either.
1: Don't hurt animals.